Hello, I'm Mark, and this is the Fast Track Impact podcast, where we look at how researchers can become more productive and use their work to achieve real-world impacts. In today's podcast, I'm going to ask, what is motivating people to engage with your research? I'll tell you about some research that I did where we asked people why they had engaged with researchers, and we were told four main things. But before we get to that, I'd like to introduce this week's research impact tip. tip is to create a newsletter out of your Twitter feed. Now, like me, many of you may well have tried to create a newsletter at some point about a project, about your research, and it is incredibly difficult to keep up that great work every month, every quarter, because research just doesn't move that fast. Uh, There isn't that much to say about your project, even about your institute, on that regular basis usually. It is a a bit of a monumental effort. So what I'm going to suggest is that you draw on last month's tweets. So if, like me, you tweet uh, not only about your own research, but about other people's research, papers that you're reading about, then great. You actually have access to that behind the paywall. You understand it. You've put it into plain language, hopefully, for your tweet. Uh, and that means that you now can translate that for others and add value to others by putting that into your newsletter. Maybe you're going to expand it and put something based on the abstract as well. Uh, and if, like me, you're tweeting about other interesting things in the news, uh, in you know, generally around your subject area, then there's a whole wealth of other stuff that you can draw on as well. I think that many of us think uh, if we're doing a newsletter, it has to only be about our research, about our project. The reality is most people who sign up to a newsletter about our research are actually interested in everything that is around that area, not just you or just your research. So if you can actually uh, pull out all of this stuff just by going through your tweets, then you can actually add value to this audience on a regular basis and, of course, sneak in that latest research finding. But the pressure's off. You don't have to have an entire newsletter's worth of stuff. Now, I like to do this um, kind of manually myself and make it look nice. uh, it's kind of more adaptable if you do like this, but uh, uh, you can get this done automatically for you. So if you uh, Google Twitter newspaper, you'll find a load of different uh, tools that do this. Paper.li is probably the most uh, widely used, uh, the tweeted times. Uh, and these will just go through your uh, last month, week, uh, whatever it is, uh, and look through your tweets and uh, the things that you're interested in and produce a newsletter based on that. Uh, It's not very adaptable, probably not what you're going to want, but you can get a sense for uh, how this might look and actually how useful this is if you are tweeting in a particular area. So my tip is use your Twitter feed to make a regular project newsletter. So the main topic today is looking at motives and I want to try and think with you about 
the kind of motives that people might have for engaging with your research. I think if we understand the motives that people have for engaging with research, then it's a lot easier to engage with people. We can put ourselves in their shoes, we can uh, begin to understand how they're thinking, how they're feeling, uh, what their desires are, so that we can then begin to connect with those motives and offer people things from our research that actually connect with what makes them tick. There are two ways that we can think about this. For those of you who are primarily trying to connect uh, with members of the public, uh, then, for example, uh, there may be uh, a motive uh, which is uh, about a a curiosity, an interest, uh, an intrigue uh, that people have to understand the world around them, to understand understand themselves or to understand uh, society or, or whatever. And uh, if these are the kinds of people that are interested in your research, then you can start to think, well, what can I do to communicate this research, which uh, will develop that sense of mystery and intrigue and wonder, and that that might give us uh, the kind of fascinating details that will really hook people in and make people want to read more, engage more, and find out more. Exercise that inner curiosity within yourself and try and put yourself in that person's shoes and try and work out what is innately curious and and interesting and fascinating about your work. Alternatively, perhaps, uh, these are members of the public who who simply want to be inspired. They want their their day to be brightened up. They want to connect with something deeper. And uh, perhaps there might be some aspect of your research that can connect with this. So some aesthetic, uh, something which is intrinsically beautiful or attractive that is linked to your research or that kind of gets beneath the surface of something which is intrinsically beautiful or or attractive. Or some sense of, of who people are. Uh, where they want to be in life that connects with that that sense of aspiration that that can enable them to understand themselves and and keep themselves on the on the path that they want to to be on the other way that we can think about this then is for people who want to actually use our research so i'm going to think here now about uh, about stakeholders Now, my colleagues and I uh, did some research where we went out and we asked a whole load of different stakeholders who had engaged with research, what was it that made them engage with those researchers and with those research findings? And they told us four things. So the first thing that they told us was that by engaging with researchers, they could access funding sources that they couldn't otherwise have accessed. Uh, Some of these were people from NGOs, third sector organisations, who were able to collaborate with researchers to access pots of money from research projects that could help them achieve their organisational goals that they could not have accessed otherwise. Uh, Businesses also uh, cited the same kind of reason, that actually this is about new business opportunities, whether it's new technologies, products, Uh, or new ways of doing things, uh, which are perhaps just simply more effective or more efficient because of the insights that they can gather from collaborating with researchers. The second motive that people told us was uh, that working with researchers helped them to think out of the box, helped them to get new ideas and develop new solutions to old problems that perhaps they'd been working on for years or perhaps they'd even give up, given up on trying to solve. But by 
coming across new methods, new theories, new ways of thinking, uh, uh, there was the, the, the prospect, at least, of being able to uh, really break through on these, on these really recalcitrant problems. The third thing that people told us was that they felt that it was possible for them uh, in their professional lives to increase their organisation or their personal uh, impact and influence. By collaborating with researchers connected to a university, there is an element of prestige. So yes, we are developing some new programme, yes, we're doing something uh, innovative, but it, this isn't just some new thing that's come out of my head. This is something that is being done with a university. It gives that element of, of prestige, of credibility, that uh, they felt they might not have had uh, by themselves. Now, as researchers, we might say, well, hey, does it really make that much of a difference? But I think uh, we forget how we are perceived by the outside world and the brand that our universities uh, carry and sometimes uh, our personal brand as, as researchers can be really powerful and people want a slice of that. And by collaborating with us, they can get some of that rubbing off on, uh, on the work that they're doing with us. And finally, the, the fourth reason that people told us that they were engaging with researchers was an intrinsic motivation to make the world a better place. Now, this applied across uh, people from businesses as much as it applied to people from the third sector, where uh, there are many businesses out there who are in business because they want to affect change for the good. And it's not just for their family and to earn themselves a living. Very often this is about developing a concept, a company, an organisation that is doing its bit to influence the world for better, to change society, to protect the environment or, or whatever it is. And you might say, well, cynically, yeah, they would say that it's all just PR. But when you actually talk to the people, very often there is that real fire, that real passion to make a difference through their business. And by working with researchers, they feel empowered to be able to do that more uh, effectively. Uh, and linked to this intrinsic kind of motivation was uh, an idea of, about just wanting to learn. So that, that, again, that intrinsic you know, curiosity and inquisitiveness uh, about the issues being researched. And yeah, this is something that, that I am personally interested in or that my company or sector is interested in. And I want to learn. I, I want to develop. There may be no concrete outcome from this uh, or it may be 10 years from now. But I want to learn, I want to, I want to be on that cutting edge. And uh, as researchers, we have the privilege of being able to take people onto that cutting edge. And if we can explain what we're doing in simple terms that everyone can understand, then uh, we can actually have a shared sense of, of standing on that edge, hand in hand, trying to solve problems together and uh, co-owning a, a research project that uh, everyone feels is really moving things forward in a really exciting way. And that can be incredibly motivational. So whatever it is that you're doing, have a think about these uh, four motives. Uh, accessing future funding and business opportunities, developing new solutions to old problems, increasing the uh, personal or organisational impact and influence, and intrinsic motivations to make the world a better place or a desire to learn about the issues being researched. 
and whether you are working with stakeholders who might want to use your research in a very specific way for a specific purpose, or whether you're working more broadly with the public, I believe that by connecting with those motives and understanding what is actually driving people, you can begin to connect far more effectively and far more intelligently. Now, the last thing I'm going to say here is that I think that uh, one of the most powerful things about this is recognising how different people's motives are from person to person. And I think that there is a, often an assumption that you know, a certain type of person or a certain segment of the, of the public uh, is going to be interested for X reasons. And yes, there may be a particular reason that is more common than other reasons, but the next person uh, lives next door, the next organisation or company down the road may actually be interested in engaging with you for very different reasons. And if you just have that one motive uh, in your mind, and that is the only way in which you're trying to engage with people and draw people into your research, then the chances are that you're going to miss a whole load of really important opportunities to engage with a much more diverse and enriching community of people who want to work with you. Every week I'd like to conclude with some action points uh, based on the main segment that you can put into practice right now and over the coming week. And this week I would like to ask you to come up with more than one motive that people might have for engaging with your research. Now this can be a motive based on intrinsic motives of interest, personal interest, wanting to learn, wanting to be inspired, that kind of thing. Or it could be a motive that is about something someone could more tangibly get as a result of engaging with your research. The point is I want you to come up with more than one so that you don't get stuck in the trap of thinking that there is only one reason why people would approach you, would engage with you, would be interested in what you're doing. Now, if you want to be really clever, uh, you can try and think of more than one motive from within a single uh, segment of the public, with, from within a single organisation or company that you have a hunch might be interested in, in what you're doing. Uh, it's easier to do this by thinking about uh, two quite different groups who are interested in your work, chances are the different groups will have different motives for engaging in your work. But take this step, if you can, take this leap of imagination so that you have at least got two, if not more, things in your head that will help you to reach out in new ways and in ways that you might not have reached out before to really motivate people to engage with your work. Mm -hmm.